each person is a better genetic engineer for themselves than if they went to MIT or Caltech, etc. They are, when they manage stress with friends or purpose or whatever, there are 12 other techniques that, that have been shown to, to do this as well, um, they turn off genes that produce inflammatory proteins and they turn on genes that produce anti-inflammatory proteins. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I speak with fascinating change makers from all over the world who are contributing to the common good. Contributing to the common good in even the smallest of ways is proven to help us age with vitality and deep contentment. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow zestful ager. My goal is to share optimism about aging and introduce you to guests who will inspire you to live with zest. And to find out more about this podcast, hop on over to ZestfulAging.com. While you're there, sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind-the-scenes looks at our guests and other fun tidbits. And if you love the podcast, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a previous guest on the show. Find out more at judybanker.com. And our technical director is Stephen Litweiler. Well, what if you could live another 10, 20, or 30 years beyond your current life expectancy? What if science could make it possible to engineer your body to slow down aging and continue to live your best life beyond 100? Imagine being able to print a new organ in a 3D printer or engineer genes to revert to their youngest and healthiest condition. This is no longer science fiction. It's happening right now. Our guest, Dr. Mike Rosen, is going to talk about his brand new book, The Great Age Reboot, and how we can take advantage of these very real possibilities. He is the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at Cleveland Clinic and the author of four number one New York Times bestseller books. Welcome to the show, Dr. Roizen. It's actually a wonderful joy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm delighted. I have so many questions for you, but let's start out with uh, your favorite prediction for the future. Um, I'm fascinated to hear this because I read your book with, with great interest. I want to hear what your favorite prediction is. Well, in 1998, we predicted, it really was in 1993, but we published it in 1998, that 60 would be the new 40. That's come to pass, and the data from the health professional study, the nurses' health study, and a number of others have shown that you can have a physiologic age of 40 at a calendar age of 60. The data on aging mechanism research is advancing fast enough that I think within 10 years and with an 80% probability, 90 will be the new 40. That is, you're going to be functionally able to be 40 or stay 40, stay as young, if you will, as a 40-year-old when you're 90. And that changes everything. So. Let me go and just do one more sentence on that. We've had a gain of life expectancy in the developed world um, of two and a half years every 10 years since 1890, initially due to childhood diseases, sanitation, vaccines, and more recently due to management of chronic disease such as high blood pressure and diabetes. We're now getting research at an exponential rate into the mechanism of aging itself. And in at least two animal species, 14 different processes have now rebooted those animals back to the equivalent of 40 human years. 
We th and they're now those a number of those are moving into human studies, and with fourteen shots on goal, there's at least an eighty percent <laughs> probability that you're going to be able to be much younger, and that changes everything in society. It really does, and you talk a lot about it as a clinical social worker. That's where I was so fascinated. Will you talk a little bit? Of, you you get into economics, you get into uh, 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 equality. Can can you talk a little bit about how um, helping us age and, and and increasing longevity has an impact on economics and 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 perhaps even uh, economic justice? One of the big problems people see as they get older is they worry about income streams. And the, this has gotten to be a worldwide issue um, because the dependency ratio, that is how many people are supporting the elderly, has um, declined so that we worry about Social Security and Medicare trust funds running out of money. The CBO mm -hmm. says they'll run out of money by the mid 2030s. But in fact, if you're going to live 30 years longer, you're going to work at least 10 years longer, let's say 20 years longer. Um, so if you're going to live to 115, you're not going to want to retire at 65 <laughs> and, and not do anything for 50 years, or you're going to get a second career and maybe a third career. Maybe mm -hmm. some of them will be volunteer and some of them will be um, earning money. But in any case, the point is, if you work 20 years longer, you increase your human capital, the human capital of the United States, the human capital of every place, by 50%. As instead of working from 25 to 65, you work from 25 to 85, pay into Social Security and Medicare if our, if, if you will, policymakers do it right and gradually increase this. And in as far as social, and so there'll be plenty of money. It'll just be um, everyone wants the other person to pay. But the, the good news is that longevity isn't the problem. It's actually the cure of the economic problems of government and pensions. Um, and in fact, I, I've got, I mean, just because um, George Will wrote about it um, in late August uh, in an editorial or an op-ed about how the dependency ratio was going to cause China to become more violent. I, I'll get into that in a little bit, but just to talk about one more social equality issue that this will solve is Australia, Singapore, and Denmark require a contribution and a required contribution into a retirement plan uh, that is government sponsored but independently run. If you just put 3% of a $15 per hour income into a retirement plan that gains 4% per year, and you start at age 65, by age, I start at age 25, by age 65, you have about $257,000. If you, if that goes to age 95, it's 1.4 million in today's dollars. And it's the compounded you, interest. Right, compounding. And if you have a match, it's $2.8 million. That does away with a lot of wealth inequality if we get that. And, and believe it or not, sometime in June, the House of Representatives in a bipartisan fashion, our U.S. House of Representatives in a bipartisan fashion, passed it almost unanimously. I think it was an incredible vote. Um, and so it's in the Senate now. I have no idea um, how they got that idea, why they did that, but it is the right thing to do. And between people working longer, finding second careers, being re-educated, third careers, and the compounding effect, it solves our, what we would call the dependency ratio, not having enough young workers. So... Mm -hmm to support the older people. Sounds like you have an interest in a lot of the parts of this, not just the scientific parts, but the, uh, the ethics of this as well. 
Well, I got educated um, when this is a, how the book occurred is a fascinating uh, process because I thought I had written, as you said, I've written four number one New York Times bestsellers and nine overall bestsellers, and I thought I was done. Um, and uh, if you will, we had I had done you know the the Cleveland Clinic has not spent about one point four billion dollars. Let me say that again: one point four billion, mm. hundred ninety million a year. They're not spending now because of our ability to help our employees, our ability to incentivize our employees to get healthier. That's a mm-hmm. that's one point mm-hmm. four trillion billion, sorry, billion against Trendline and against other major health centers without changing the benefit package. Because if you stay healthy you don't need medical care. And How do so, you do that? I am oh, fascinated oh, hold by on, that. Hold on. Okay. Let me let me come, <laughs> we'll come back we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. But the, the point is I thought I had written the last book and I play ping pong every Saturday with someone who I was gaining a lot of wisdom from, um, a guy named Albert Ratner, who is now 94 and was CEO and chair of the board of Four City Enterprises. They built, a, they redeveloped a whole bunch of places, like they redeveloped Stapleton Airport um, and did low-income housing with it. They uh, redeveloped a lot of Brooklyn and built Barclays Place, uh, Barclays Center, um, mm-hmm. etc. So um, he and I used to play ping pong, and to he was he actually went to college on a uh, basketball scholarship. So he's a very coordinated <laughs> guy, mm-hmm. and he and I would play fairly even in ping pong, but he would try and psych me out before the game. So he'd have <laughs> me sit down, and he'd say, what's happening in medicine? And I would tell him about the incredible changes that were occurring, the incredible progress in um, aging mechanism research. And he would say, you know, if that happens, it's going to change housing. It's going to change the way there's a dynamic. You know, if people live in their houses, let's just say they live in their houses seven more years, we need a lot more housing because and we're going to end up with a boom because people are going to work they're going to pay stuff so and then he got an economist from Wharton Peter Linneman involved in the conversation and so in addition to getting to beat me more in ping pong um, I got educated uh, not only about ping pong but about uh, the economics of housing and the economics of aging and how um, other countries were looking at it as well as the United States. Yeah. Are you dealing with mood swings, difficulty focusing, or an overwhelming amount of stress? You are not alone. When it comes to mental wellness, nutrition has a lot to do with what goes on in our brains. It is virtually impossible to have good mental health when your brain is undernourished. Over 50% of Americans are lacking essential nutrients in their diets, and most multivitamin supplements don't even come close to providing clinical levels of these important nutrients. Hardy Nutritional Specialized Blend of Clinical Strength Micronutrients is backed by over 40 independent studies. Recommended by a growing number of psychiatrists worldwide, Daily Essential Nutrients is now available online without a prescription. Over 80% of customers surveyed reported life-changing results within 30 days. And our listeners get 15% off their first month by using code ZESTFUL at Hardy Nutritionals. That's H-A-R-D-Y nutritionals.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but um, I'm wondering about the toll it's going to take on the environment for people to live longer and consume more. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you, you know, the basic problem is, look, I am not a student or a expert in that area, but whether we have um, more population that is thriving, 
or whether we have more population that isn't thriving, I think the longevity, the science of longevity will enable all of us to live longer. And I believe that when there is enough money to solve problems, we mm -hmm. as a society solve them. And so um, I think that it is likely that we will have enough money and it's just a matter of our policymakers, I guess as Winston Churchill um, said, and I don't know if this is the, his quote or not, but it is Americans, I would say developed, the, the people of the developed countries finally will do the right thing so that uh, the, if you will, the environment will thrive as well. Um, but I think they, they, I want to go back to what you said in the prior question is, how did we get our the Cleveland Clinic employees to do healthier things? Because it, it pertains to everyone. When we started this project, we looked at what made a difference to health. That is, way back in, in 19... 1978, it seems like a century ago, I was challenged to say, how do we help people quit tobacco and stay quit? Um, and we could figure out how to self-motivate them by talking to them about their age. But that was only a minority of people would even do the third email. If they did the third email with me, that is, they, we changed, we did four habit changes we found out worked, 93% um, success if they'll do the third email with me, but less than 30% would do the third email exchange. Mm -hmm. So um, we said, you know, and you, you'd think uh, if this was health and intrinsic health, and these were people who said they wanted to quit, you'd think they would at least do three emails. So when we, at, when I got charged with being the uh, chair of the wellness institute and the chief uh, wellness officer at the Cleveland Clinic in 2007, I got the data from uh, the Chicago Public Employee Union studies. And it showed that if you get to six normals plus two, and I'll come back to what those are, six normals plus two, you had a... 70% reduction in chronic disease. Hmm. So our CEO said, let's go and try this and we'll incentivize it. We'll start to pay people money to get to six normals plus two. We'll pay for all the programs. Let's see this as an experiment with our own population before we try and spread it. So we had at that time around 67,000 employees and dependents. And we started to pay them if they, the, the plus two is see a primary care provider and immunizations up to date. Um, but the key for seeing the primary care provider was to get the values. And the, was your blood pressure normal with or without medicine? It was no cotinine in your um, urine, which is a tobacco end product, etc. It was LDL cholesterol in the normal range with or without medicines, etc. So mm -hmm. the six normals plus two. Well, when we were at $100, we were just wasting it. Uh, we didn't mudge the thing. And you get the RAND study on incentives, and it says they don't work, except on, I think it was page 138, there was a small footnote that says, unless they're large. So he said... <laughs> So he said, okay. so he said, just keep going up. And so when we crossed um, uh, a set number, and now it's around $1,580 the employees get because we guaranteed them we would do it to the maximum of the law if they saved that. Well, they, it, it turned out that we went from 6%, which is the national average at age 47. Our workforce was 47 years old on average. Um, 6% to 44.3% now have six normals plus two, or get to the six normals plus two, and they get a reduction in total premiums of $1,580. And so we've, got, we've gone from 6% to 43%, 44.3%. 
70, it's a voluntary program, over 72, 73% of our employees, all ranges, whether it is physician or, um, if you will, environmental service worker, whether it is office, you know, a safety officer or mm-hmm. a secretary, it's 73% of our employees participate. And because of that, our, we have a reduction in what we have to spend on health care compared to our trend line, compared to our competitor organizations mm-hmm. of, thir- of over 38%. That's amazing. I'm aware that other companies, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're using a carrot. Sometimes there's a stick. Am I right about that? I don't know enough but, uh, of, of specific companies, but yes, that has been written about. Um, mm-hmm. We find it, you know, at least in our, the, you know, it, when in about 2014, I started to have to budget uh, 10 to 15 more minutes between meetings because as I would cross campus to go from one meeting to another, people would come up to me and hug me and tell oh. me how much healthier they had gotten or their spouse had gotten, etc. And oh so gosh. so it was, and not only that, the primary care providers, because we had a lousy um, IT integration initially so that our electronic medical record didn't talk to our HR system and consequently in order to get the data we would have to have it faxed in on each person so they mm. get a, a one-page form to fax in that mm-hmm. worked tremendously because the the employee would take it to their primary care provider and instead of saying I'm not doing that they'd say get me to six normals and by doing that, the primary care providers loved it too. We developed a coaching program with it. We all the programs, the fitness centers, we made free, etc. We literally went from two fitness centers to eleven fitness centers at our campuses. Now it is much more than that, I imagine. Because I haven't been doing this for three years. Oh my goodness! You know what? What? It, um, I'm, I'm picking up, and you'll have to forgive me. You know, I'm a psychotherapist, but it sounds like. You you love the science, but you really appreciate having such a positive impact on people's lives and changing your schedule so that you allow time to be appreciated and connect with uh, the employees. Um, if I can tell you, I have, I have one um, major weakness. I still see patients two days a week, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I can't, uh, I can't wean myself from from that, if you will, because it is my. I feel it is, you know, it is. I love seeing patients get it's your healthier. Purpose. Part of your purpose, yeah, that must be incredibly satisfying. No, it is. It you know, your purpose is is, and and when you say what is the most important thing at getting younger. Um, or staying younger, mm-hmm. um, and it is self-engineering, if you will, but you do that. You change which of your genes are on or not by your posse and your purpose. Mm, so I love it. <laughs> it is both having friends yes. that you are vulnerable to and uh, work yeah. with, and that's, you know, I'm a science nerd, so that's all the way back from the Alameda County studies and the Whitehall studies, both in the early 60s, mm-hmm. mid-60s, and 70s, and um, the purpose also um, in having in your job um, what you would call the ability to guide yourself, that is, to um, your ability to not have to do rigid things. I worry, um, you know, one of my great worries now is that we're regimenting our teachers so much um, that they're going to lose their purpose and their fun, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you worry about that. If we do that with with all of our, um, with all of the the employees, because we've got the, if you will, um, electronics on them to monitor what they're doing every minute. I, mm-hmm. I worry that we're going to lose a lot of the purpose and fun of work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I always talk about you can't get away from the fact that we're human and we're, you know, we're here to, to, to relate to one another and that human connection is just vital. 
Um, absolutely. I mean, that it is the most important thing. You know, as I said, it is, it is if you have six friends that you are vulnerable to a month. Um, and this has uh, been repeated recently, but it is from both the Berkman studies and the Whitehall studies, the Alameda County studies and the Whitehall studies way back when, um, that still has held up. So the point is that friends decrease the effect of stress on you and purpose is the other thing that is the major thing. So, and what happens, you know, we used to think this is some magical thing. Uh-uh. It changes which of your genes are on or not. Now, that's crazy, yeah. right? That's, we uh, have, that's crazy. That's so the let me, genetics let me, we talk let, about. Yeah, let me go into that since you're, you, we go into that in the book, but this is really important. Um, for people to understand, each of them is a genetic engineer. Each person is a better genetic engineer for themselves than if they went to MIT or Caltech, etc. They are, when they manage stress with friends or purpose or whatever, there are 12 other techniques that, that have been shown to, to do this as well, um, they turn off genes that produce inflammatory proteins and they turn on genes that produce anti-inflammatory proteins. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me do one more minute on that if I can. So when Please. the Human Genome Project started, we knew we had enough DNA in our nucleus for 300,000 genes, but we only have 22,500. So what was that initial DNA, other DNA material called? It was called junk DNA. That is, they both the Ventner group and the Collins group in, at NIH said, it's useless, it's junk. But eight years later, the ENCODE project found out that it was really epigenes or switches that control your genes. And those switches, you control at least 80% of them. Mm. So whether wow. a gene that causes, and, and I'm going to use a specific example because we know um, how important this example is to long-term functioning, is when you exercise, if you stress the muscle, you turn on a gene in the muscle that produces a protein called arisen. Arisen gets across your blood-brain barrier, stimulates the production of brain-derived neurotrophic growth factor, which is like miracle grow for your hippocampus. Your <laughs> hippocampus is your memory center. So when you stress a muscle, you grow your memory center. Growing your memory center is one of the most important things for long-term brain functioning. So the point is you are a genetic engineer and by doing stress management or by mm -hmm. um, doing um, physical activity, yes. you are changing which of your, all genes do is make proteins, they're like protein factories. You're changing which of your factories are on or not, which changes everything in you. That is all mm. we have is proteins to do our functioning as humans, and that's what really changes when you change your behaviors. That is so incredible. And I want to tell you that I compete at the National Senior Games in tennis. And to see these folks go out, they have an 85 plus category going out with their posses, hitting balls, and having such a good time, feeling a sense of belongingness, uh, getting together after, practicing. It's just, it's like magical what's happening there I, I it it is you know we would say it was magical if we didn't know it actually was you changing your genes so mm -hmm. the, the the it is magical because they're not only having fun playing the game and competing and making friendship but they're changing which of their genes are on so they can slow their rate of aging so all that we've done so far is actually slow the rate of aging and that's why 60 is now the new 40 that is you can be about 25 years if you did everything women can be about 31 years younger than their calendar age men about 29 but 
we're going to get to be able to reboot ourselves, not just slow aging, but reboot to a younger age. That is, there's an exponential increase in each of these 14 areas of research into the mechanism of aging that literally has taken 107-week-old mice and made them 40-week-old mice, the equivalent of 40 years old. And what do I mean by that? Their organs regress in aging. They end up with less defects. They end up more viable and more functional. So just imagine if we did that with humans. Well, that's what the process is, and it is occurring. You know, exponential research is, if you do, uh, Peter Diamandis said it best, if you do 30 linear steps, you get 30 yards further. If you do 30 exponential steps, you go 26 times around the earth. One, oh one two, four, eight, yeah, 16, yeah, yeah. 32, 64, etc. And that's how fast the research in this field is going. And that's mm -hmm. what's going to enable us with at least an 80% probability to be 40 when our calendar age is 90. So let's get to brass tacks and talk to our listeners about um, how we reach these, these fitness goals that you talk about. You talk about doing some easy exercises and even, you know, you're a big fan of blueberries. <laughs> uh, these kinds of things. What, what can we leave our listeners with that they have a bit of a plan so that they can be as healthy as they can possibly be now so when these advancements come online for everyone, they're ready to take advantage? Well, there are actually 34 things that have been shown in at least two studies. We go through it in the, in the book, so, um, but there are at least 34 things that have been shown in at least two studies to slow your rate of brain aging. And so I'm strongly believing in brain aging. And so, uh, and as you as a psychologist probably know better than most that, um, making friends and keeping friends requires effort. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't want to minimize that, but it is. So the first thing is make sure your variables, that is get a physician you trust and who trusts you. Get a economic or a financial advisor. So develop a team that you trust. But when you see your physician, what you want to do is to say, What's my blood pressure? How do I get it to below 125 and below 85? Um, how do I um, get my LDL cholesterol level or my apolipoprotein B below 70? So we know some things that are really important and, and those are two of the six normal. So the one of the other things is to develop those friendships and nurture them and find a purpose. Why are you living? Find that purpose and make sure you do it. The, the next thing is um, to do, there are four components of physical activity that have been shown to make a difference in how long and well we live. And you want to build up slowly in these. So walking 10,000 steps a day and people say, well, the 10,000 step a day thing really came from a pedometer maker in Japan. That's right. Mm -hmm. But it has been shown in now over, I think it is 15 studies, that 10,000 is really the inflection point for preventing chronic disease and preventing aging. So for I don't know. For both men, men and women? For both men and women, oh, okay. and for both, and men of any age, it's been shown, in, and we've got meta analysis on it being shown independent of your age, independent of your gender, independent of your race. Okay. Um, so you want to prevent breast cancer, it's that 10,000 step a day. You want to prevent prostate cancer, it's that 10,000 step a day. You want to prevent type 2 diabetes, it's that 10,000 mm -hmm. step a day. So you want to prevent colon cancer, same thing, 10,000 step a day. The second, so once you've done that for about a month, we then would say start to do resistance exercise and you should get a expert especially for the first two sessions you do. So you're using proper form. And one, it, it, if you have a expert, if you make an appointment, you're less likely to blow it off. 
But two, you're also um, more likely to get the proper form. And we say, do five core exercises. Mm -hmm. Do a lunge. Do a squat. Get out of the chair without using your hands. Mm -hmm. Do a push-up and do a sit-up or mm -hmm. a plank. And if you do mm -hmm. those five um, 12 times at a what what we would call stressing those muscles that do it um, and instead of the uh, if you will the the last one you can use bent over back row if you do those five or six exercises 12 times two times a week um, for a month and continue that 10,000 steps you'll really see a huge change in both the weight you can use for example in doing lunges and squats when you're doing it and you'll see a great change in your health. You will be producing that um, protein arisen. You will have turned on the gene. And, and how long does it take, by the way? It it's under two weeks we see changes in the your engineering your genes. Um, and by the way, the interesting thing is, and we don't understand this at all, but when you do this, you also change the bacteria inside your gut to a mm. more to a more healthy bacteria so interesting eat with exercise yeah we don't understand that at all mm -hmm. so uh, <laughs> the third thing is then do start to do cardiovascular exercise again once you go beyond walking you ask your provider if you can do it but do cardiovascular exercise where you increase your your heart rate to 80% of your age-adjusted maximum for 20 minutes, three times a week. And again, you want to build up slowly. Guys sometimes say, I feel great. I'm going to go ahead and get there. And, and that's when they injure themselves. Mm -hmm. So build up slowly. And what we mean by building up slowly is uh, you get to that and the age-adjusted maximum for men is 220 minus 80. It's a little different for women, but 220 minus 80 is close enough for um, an estimate. That's the 100%. So if you're 85, 220 minus 85 is 135. And then you want to take off 10% of that, take off 13, take off another 13. So... You'd want to go 26 less than 135 or 109 for a heart rate for um, 20 minutes at least three times a week. Um, and then the other thing, the only thing we know that builds hip and uh, hip bone and disc strength is doing uh, 20 jumps morning and night, 40 jumps um, in total, like um, if you will, jumping jacks or jumping on a hard surface. What about, do you like the rebounder at all? Is that something some people find that, I mean, I know NASA uses it and they talk about gravity and that. Well, it, oh. works, it works well for cardiovascular exercise. It mm. does not build, um, if you will, bone strength or disc strength as far okay. as we know. In other words, the studies are incomplete with that. The studies are pretty mm -hmm. good that you, what is happening with muscle when you build up muscle is you create some small tear in the muscle that it's as though the muscle after you do it when you lift weights says two days from now, you're not going to be able to tear me again. Um, so it strengthens it. That's the same thing that happens with osteoblasts, the, the, the cells that build bone. It's like there's little tears in the bone and then they, you activate your osteoblasts and they repair it stronger. I see. So, so um, that's the, what, what the animal model and human um, experiments show that you end up building bone and discs and keep lubricating your discs in your back. The next thing we say to do is do speed of processing games. So um, in addition to the book, uh, the Great Age Reboot, we have a companion app that's coming out, which is built in a speed of processing game. But the best ones are that have been shown in randomized studies are double decision and freeze frame. And I have no financial interest in double decision or freeze frame, but they are have been shown if you do these games, believe it or not, 18 hours over 10 years. So it's, if you will, what is that, two hours a year on average. Um, it, it actually is 10 hours in your first month, 
two hours a week for five weeks and then two hours a week for two weeks in month 11 and two hours a week in for two weeks in month 35 you decrease your risk of dementia more than 40 percent so it's it's unbelievable so um, what we say is remember you are a genetic engineer and you want to add speed that is stressing the muscles and you want to stress your brain as well with speed of processing games and i understand strategy is very important is to think about new ways to solve a problem um data are not a we we believe that strategy games are very important for executive function and have been shown that in younger people in the 73 plus age studies that have been done that is people age 73 plus the um we don't have as good data on that so Mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you that that what the data we have is both the the speed of processing games are absolutely key and um we expect to find the same similar progress with strategy games but it hasn't been shown yet Um, so I'm a, unfortunately I'm a scientific nerd, and so I do that. So <laughs> I now, understand. now the the easy the next easy thing is you want to get um, you want to use extra virgin olive oil as your fat. Mm-hmm. That is what has been shown is substituting that for uh, saturated fats or butter um, or mayonnaise that is made without um, extra virgin olive oil as the main fat. Um, that extra virgin olive oil decreases uh, risk of dementia, as do um, 1,100, I'm sorry, 900 milligrams of DHA. DHA mm-hmm. is the act, it's a three-letter word, so people sometimes mishear me and they say, I tried this DHEA. No, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> it's DHA, mm-hmm. and DHA is 900 milligrams, randomized study, uh, improve speed of processing as if you were six years younger. So that's one of the things that also at 1100 milligrams a day decreases cardiovascular events. So well, how do you get that? Well, you eat wild salmon two six-ounce portions a week or three uh, six-ounce portions of ocean trout where you get it in a combination of salmon and um, supplements. Uh, DHA supplements. So if you don't like fish, you can get algal supplements. The fish don't make it themselves. They get it by eating the algae too. So that's um, one of the uh, ways of doing it. And then um, another is plan sleep. And the key in planning sleep, I'm giving you way too many things, I know. But the key in planning sleep is plan when you're going to wake up and wake up at the same time every day. Interesting. So it isn't planning when you go to bed. It's planning when you get go to go, wake up because what you want to do is have your own adenosine and melatonin systems. You have two systems that cause you to sleep. You want them to kick in when you're tired. And if you're going to take uh, sleeping supplements such as ashwagandha or melatonin or even the sleeping pills, they should be after you start to feel tired. They don't, in other words, you want them to help boost you into tiredness Mm. and to sleep. You don't want them to start the process because they won't do it well. Okay. Um, So um, plan to to get that seven and a half hours to eight and a half hours of sleep. And the key is wake up at the same time every day so that you get tired. And when you get tired, go to sleep. It isn't, it's going to sleep when you get tired. And the, the system that builds up most is the um, adenosine builds up. Why does caffeine keep us away? Because it antagonizes the adenosine mm-hmm. at, its re- at its receptor. Um, so I'm, I'm giving you way too much more. I'm going to just <laughs> give you two more things is both um, nuts and mm-hmm. um and blueberries aha uh-huh. and uh, do you have a preference with high bush or low bush um you know i don't know enough 
to um, know that, nor do I have I seen the studies that have differentiated the blueberries. But what the uh, the the uh, I can tell you what I use. Um, okay. I don't I don't have any uh, vested interest in Costco, but okay. Costco has these great um, blueberries that are organic and are frozen. Yeah. And so that's what I use. I also get uh, the Costco salmon burgers, which are the overage of the Alaska salmon run. And so uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of those two products at Costco um, for helping me uh, slow my rate of aging. Well, I'll tell you, I'm sure you've heard of Kripalu, which is a, a, a wellness center in uh, Western Massachusetts. It's a huge yoga center. One of the people there did a PhD on high, um, a particular kind of blueberries and all about the health benefits of these high bush blueberries opposed to the low bush. So there are people who are splitting hairs about what are the most beneficial blueberries and even writing PhD, uh, you know, theses about them. They must have had to pick them themselves. <laughs> how did they, how did they? Uh... How did they... <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was fascinating. Um, takes it I, to another I, level. I'm going to give you two two other easy things, if you will. So one of which is do subject yourself to four smells a day. Mm. So this is data out of UC Irvine. The animal data is very good. The human data is not there yet. So, but we suspect based on other inferences that it may end up being true but in animals if you give them four smells a day they develop dementia a lot later than if you don't expose them to four smells a day so the smells you can take i do you know i did you know common smells coffee rosemary garlic onion whatever you want to do do make sure you can smell four different smells a day this is this is data is way before uh, COVID inhibited our uh, senses <laughs> yes. of smell, but it is uh, another thing. And then the the, uh, the other one, which almost everyone does um, probably, and you can do while you're exercising, is find music you like and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, if you will, that's so because hearing, eyesight, and smell three of our senses really should be uh, are important for preventing dementia so i've stimulating those it sounds like what you're saying stimulating those yes yes so i've probably given you uh um 16 of the 34 so i don't know what the number is i've given you so i've given you way too many things to think about lots of choices and you talk about black coffee correct so okay. so black coffee um the data are pretty good that black coffee and green tea, we don't have quite enough data on green tea, and mm-hmm. people always ask about decaf versus regular, and you get about half the benefit from decaf. So there's some benefit from caffeine, it looks like, and some benefit from the polyphenols that give coffee its color. Um, but in any mm-hmm. case, um, six cups a day not only decreases your risk of dementia, but decreases... Um, the risk of type 2 diabetes decreases the risk of um, liver cancer and eight other cancers, including breast are you cancer. Talking, are you talking about organic coffee or regular Well, coffee? the studies have all been done with regular coffee. Okay. Um, and they're usually epidemiologic. We These are not randomized controlled. They've done randomized controlled in the animals. Mm-hmm. And um, they've used regular ca- coffee beans, so. Um, but it is uh, it it their consistent epidemiologic data on it. Mm-hmm. So, when is the book coming out? Well, I don't know when the podcast is coming out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
but the book comes out hopefully at the same time of the podcast. That's what I was going to ask you. We need to coordinate. On the 13th of September of this year. Excellent. And, and actually our app, you can go to um, greatagereboot.com. The app okay. comes out comes out the same day. Oh, wow. That'll be that'll be really So the app fun. has a lot of built-in um if you will, programs such as the speed of processing games and such a, as a, it coaches you on physical activity, but it goes, it, it literally lets you build up to staying as young as you can. It has all the library of all the, the studies, etc. in it, but it also has what we call um, recoups or recaps um, so that you can, that are written in lay language so you can see um, there are probably 180 different items in there and 50 different supplements that talks about the data, positive and negative, on, on each of those. So it's meant for you and your practitioner to review together to develop a plan for you, but it is it helps you guide yourself, and you can go to, um, as I said, greatagereboot.com. You can also go there and ask me questions because I am, uh, love to answer them. Oh, wow. Great. I will definitely put that in the show notes. I have so enjoyed us uh, speaking with you and learning all the inside stuff and how, uh, how you have really devoted your life to this. It's, it's been such an honor. Oh, the honor is mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And Too Much Stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>